It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. We are here for Week 13 action. I'm Max Carroll, and I'm joined by my co-host, Austin Weinrich. Uh, Week 12 was the longest week in the NFL. Uh, If you look at the amount of hours, Thursday to... uh, was Was it that week? I don't even know what we're doing here anymore. We had a Wednesday night game this past week, correct? No. Because of because of COVID, it's just it's just messing everything up. But uh, it was a very very long week, uh, Wednesday night football, and that's what we're going to start with here. All right, we got uh, you know the schedule for for because of COVID is uh, is all over the place. We've had uh, you know I know you sent out a text to me the other day that uh, you know these announcers they're just like praising the NFL for everything that they're doing to combat this virus. And it's like, you know, we have uh, Trace McSorley and RG3, you know, tag team in the quarterback position for the Ravens. Is that what you want? <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to see that. Uh, I don't think so. It turns, turns out it was actually a pretty close game, right? Yeah, I'm, I mean, some questionable refing calls, but I don't know. I just wasn't in the mood to watch a Wednesday night football game. This isn't Mac Nation. <laughs> Mac attack. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to keep track. I, uh, you know, we have, um, Wednesday night games. We have Tuesday night games. Uh, you know, this week we have a couple, we have two Monday night games and we have a Tuesday night game. So we're almost getting to the point where we're going to have football. Uh, we've had football on every, I think, except for Friday and Saturday. I think Friday, they've avoided Friday and Saturday games so far. Yeah, but we'll get a Saturday game in a couple weeks. Yeah, they usually do that going in, you know, week 16, 17 to get ready for that playoff schedule. Uh, but at this rate, I don't even know what that's going to be. I mean, it seems like it seems like the NFL, they they don't want to cancel any games, obviously. All right, they'll push games back as far as they can. The thing that, you know, the thing that gets me is if you're – and the Steelers won the game, right? They're eleven and zero. They're happy, but you know it's similar to the Titans situation earlier in the season, where the team that they're playing against is just getting screwed <laughs> because they keep pushing the game back. And it's like, all right, now the Steelers, uh, they're playing uh, tomorrow night, so they're playing Monday night at five p.m. Right? They had a Wednesday game. Now they're playing Monday night. Then you know they're playing the following Sunday, and it's like, you know, you made all these adjustments because of covid and in my opinion you know they obviously wanted lamar jackson on the field so they pushed it back as far as they can and now he's eligible to play because they pushed that game back to tuesday why do the ravens get an extra day i wish i knew and you got the broncos who had a breakout just in their quarterback room and they were forced to play without any quarterbacks last week yeah and I, I'm looking at an article here and Goodell actually, you know, these comments came after that game because everybody's like, you know, what the hell is going on here? You, you have the, the Broncos playing with a wide receiver at quarterback. Uh, he had more interceptions than completions and the Broncos got blown out 31 to three. Uh, he said, as we discussed in October at the fall league meeting, we will not postpone or reschedule games due to COVID issues affecting multiple players even within a position group, if we feel comfortable that the rest of the team is not at risk. All right. So they're not going to cancel. According to them, they're not going to cancel games for anybody. 
as long as they feel that the team can actually play. Now, how safe is it to go to a, a game, you know, and you have 34 players? Normally, you have 52, right? Is it 52 or 46? It's like uh, that the you dress. dress is, yeah. I think it's like 47 or 48. Yeah, it's, it's high 40s. Uh, you know, the roster, you know, when you leave pre, preseason camp, it's uh, 52, I believe. But the actual dress number is different. And, I mean, you're going. The Ravens traveled, I think, with 34. Was the was the number of dress players they had, or something? It was something crazy. And you have RG three running around. Um, you know, the Steelers defense is obviously great. They, I think, they were just missing Connor, uh, the running uh, the, the running back. He was out that game. Um, but other than that, they weren't really affected too much. And the Ravens actually were able to hold their own defensively with the with the bodies they were missing. I think they were missing Calais Campbell, some other guys. And uh, it's like, you know, what's the what's the, the line here where it's like, all right, we don't want to cancel any games because of COVID, but the product on the field is like basically a, a college, you know, you have like a college team out there with all these no-name guys. And, and you know, some of it's kind of cool. I mean, Trace McSorley had a big touchdown throw in that game. You know, he's a Penn State guy, and I, I tend to to like Penn State, so that was kind of cool to see. But is that what you want to watch? Uh, you know, is that, is that what's going to draw people in on a Wednesday night? Um, <laughs> I know I know. there's, like, this big meme with Trace McSorley for some reason. It, would, it was a big TikTok video of people who played Madden, and they'd be like, Oh, guess who it is? And then it'd be Trace McSorley and people would be playing Trace McSorley as their starting quarterback in Madden. Uh, yeah, I see that. TikTok has made Trace McSorley into a meme thanks to song lyrics. So it has to do with a song, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I haven't listened to a new song since... Uh, I mean, according to my Spotify... Uh, <laughs> This is pretty funny, actually. These words. It's, I guess he has his own. Uh, he has his own um, like official song now. <laughs> it goes Trace McSorley. They call me Trace McSorley. I went out to a bar and woke up in a sorority. <laughs> Michigan. I guess this was from when he was in college, but now it's carrying over, and he's uh, he's made it big on TikTok. So. <laughs> Hey, I mean, whatever you got to do. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's, Nate Brand as a back as a third string quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he's honestly he's probably better than RG three. They should have <laughs> they should have put him in sooner. I think they waited too long to put him in. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's not what you want to watch. And now now we have, you know, I'm I don't know about you. I'm fine with Monday night game at five o'clock. Like, I actually like it a lot. That's. <laughs> That's fine by me. I don't have to stay up till 12 if I want to watch the entire game. Um, and we have the Steelers and the uh, Washington football team at 5 o'clock. You know, they couldn't even, like, put the Steelers in the 8-15 spot. Like, they couldn't, they couldn't even give them an extra three hours, but they give the Ravens, you know, an extra day and a half uh, for, for the Tuesday night game so that Lamar Jackson is cleared. And... I don't know. Uh, it, it, according to, I saw, what was it, 
the owner or like the president of the team released that there was actually four different strands of COVID-19 going through the locker room. Yeah, I, I, I saw something about that a few months ago that it was all, like the, the, the virus is already starting to mutate into different forms. And now you're dealing with multiple versions of the virus, which is, you know, that's what viruses do. That's what the flu does that every year. I mean, every year, that's why you have to get a new flu shot because the, vi- the strain uh, of, the, of the flu changes and uh, you're not that that vaccine doesn't work anymore. It's based off of that new strain. So, I mean, that's what we're going to see, especially with the vaccine coming out. I mean, I'm reading some of this other stuff here. Uh, Goodell went on to say that, uh, you know, as far as Denver goes, he said this, the quote that I talked about earlier with postponing games, um, if you know, not postponing if they feel the rest of the team is not at risk. Uh, he said this was exactly the case in Denver. Isolating high-risk contacts like we did in Denver is a key component of our protocols and our health and safety first approach. The data shows it's working. In fact, more than 20 individuals have been identified over the season as high-risk close contacts that have turned positive. So I don't know about you, but I really don't know what their protocols are. <laughs> what are their protocols? Their protocols change all the time. I think they just really actually release. New protocols. What was it? Yeah. Um, effective for week 13, the 62 player limit on the number of players from each club that may travel to attend each game will be lifted. Clubs may determine the amount of players they want to bring. Blah, 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 blah. And so then, it sounds so they're actually getting less strict. And then, but no. And then limited facility access in. Prohibition of in-person meetings. Effective Monday, December 7th, with the exception of clubs playing on a short week. Um, access to the club's facilities will be limited to individuals, as detailed below on the two days following a game. So basically, Monday and Tuesday, you're only allowed... You can't have more than two people in a meeting. But is that only if you're on a short week? No, in a short week, it doesn't affect it. You can. So short week, you can do whatever you want. Yes. So he also says in here that all medical decisions will take precedence over competitive considerations. That sounds like if you're on a short week and you're saying, ah, if you're on a short week, you guys can meet and do your normal business. But if you're on a, if you're not on a short week, you can't. That sounds like competitive considerations. Right. I mean. <laughs> NFL does whatever it wants. It always has. It always will. They do whatever they want. They have announcers in the booth that are just going to reinforce everything that they've done and and say nothing but niceties about them, which, you know, you're employed by the league, so that's what you're going to do. Yeah, like ESPN. They just, they dare not speak out against, oh, Lord, terrible Roger Goodell. Otherwise, guess who's not getting a contract? especially this group everybody's brand new like you think that they're going to say anything bad about the nfl or criticize the nfl in any way i mean you have guys like um you know al michaels and chris collinsworth you know they they do it on occasion um i don't know about joe buck and troy aikman they seem to just you know look at each other and and look into each other's eyes and talk about how much they love each other yeah (laughs) 
And then, um, you know, I Jim Nance and those are like the three big ones to me. You have uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, um, Joe Bu- Joe and Troy, and then uh, what's the last one? Um, Jim Nance and Phil Sims. Right. Uh, no, no. Oh, Sims. not Phil Sims. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sims got kicked to the uh, pregame show or whatever it is. Yeah, you got you got thrown out thrown out of the booth pretty quick once Romo said he wanted to be an announcer. <laughs> I wonder how that feels. You know, you're you've been doing it for so long, and then you get this newbie come in, and they're like, "Ah, we like him. We're gonna put him right in the prime time, and and uh, you're you're gonna be stuck hanging out. Who does he hang out with now? Uh, Boomer, him and Boomer. Bill Cower, that is it. That gang, yeah. CBS crew, like the, uh, I guess host. Yeah, yeah. So the guys. Oh, Nate Burleson might be the fifth guy. Is he the new guy? I think I thought he was on Fox. Actually, he he might be on Fox. I don't know. They're always they're always changing out. Then you know it's like, you know, ESPN had, uh, you know, they had Hasselback and Dilfer. Then they got rid of Dilfer. Steve Young is still there, I think. I don't know. I don't know who they have, especially with what's going on now. You don't, you know, the the pregame stuff is kind of weird because nobody does it in person, really. I know Fox basically like they. I think the only two people that they've had are uh, Michael Strahan and and uh, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> I think those are like the only two guys. Oh no, yeah, I think those are the only Jimmy Johnson. He's he doesn't show up anymore. He's just no. always on the screen. How uh, how he shows up. Yep, yep, how he does, yeah. So I mean they've they've basically cut it cut it in half. I see Tony Gonzalez every once in a while, but um yeah, I mean the NFL's doing what they think is is best, uh whether you agree or disagree. I mean, it's up for it's up for a lot of debate. Uh Goodell, you know, he seems to to think that they're doing a great job and I don't think that he would ever say anything otherwise. So as long as they get all these games in. I mean, you're talking about week 13 now. He said that they haven't they haven't canceled any they haven't canceled any games, but in my I mean, opinion, is a cancel of a game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you're just you're canceling the game that week and you're pushing it back to you know another. You know what? I think the only time that they did that was they. Are you talking about like in the same week postponing it, or like what they did with the Titans? Was that the same week? No. I, thought that they, I thought they pushed that back like two weeks. They pushed it back like seven weeks because they were supposed to play the Steelers. Or something. Oh. Or and then they yeah. them until week eight or something. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. I mean, if you're if you're doing stuff like that, I mean, yeah. I guess technically you could say, oh, it's not canceled because it's still on the schedule. But no, I mean they're they're moving things around. I and I've I haven't heard a confirmation about if they're going to have that extra week uh to to move it doesn't sound like they're going to at this point unless something crazy happens keep on trucking through yeah just hey let's throw you know rg3 i don't want to see rg3 play quarterback anymore okay like that's what that's what we've been relegated to now because of this and everybody thinks it's so great that they haven't canceled the game i'd rather them cancel the game and play it with the players that we want to see play because that's what you want to spend your time doing like it's it's such a waste of time. I think I watched like I watched maybe like three minutes of that game, and I was like, "This is awful." You know, I see RG three on the first three possessions. They go, you know, they get negative yardage, and then he throws a pick six. I'm like, "This is fantastic." 
you know, let's, this is what you want to see, you know, on a Wednesday night when you think you're getting like bonus football, it's not bonus football. It's awful. So, uh, those are our thoughts. I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, it's up for, you know, you could talk about this all, all day long. And, um, you know, the NFL does a pretty good job of just kind of not, you know, they're, they're like politicians. I mean, they, they give you enough, uh, so you can ask a couple questions, but they don't really, they don't really give you anything. You know, our health and pro, our health and safety protocols. What are they though? I don't, I don't even know what they are. They're they're out there somewhere, I'm sure. It's, it's sad because they know I can't quit you. <laughs> you think Goodell just plays that in his office? Yeah, just blast he, he, that. He just watches the scene from Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> That's uh, I got a I got a bad image in my head now. Um, <laughs> I wonder what he does in his free time. Honestly, the guy's getting paid thirty. What does he get paid? Thirty something million a year. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but hey, I mean, they're doing their best, I guess. So we'll we'll deal with it and and we'll see what happens. I I want to know what happens when this happens in the playoffs. What are they going to do in the playoffs? Because you're not – I'm telling you right now, <laughs> yeah, you talk about competitive considerations. That's all it's going to be in the playoffs Com- because they don't want – you know, if the Ravens – and this is the thing. The Ravens – you know, and we'll finish on this, I guess. But, you know, the Ravens were 6-4 and four going into this game. They needed to win this game. And you said it last week. You said as of right now at 6-4, and four, the Ravens are out of the playoffs. They needed to win this game. And – that was pretty much taken away from them. Yes, it was nineteen fourteen. It was a close game, whatever. But the Ra- they never had a chance, really. You know, I mean, they covered, but I-, I don't think anybody watching that game was ever like, "Oh, the Ravens might win this game." No, they never had a shot. The Steelers just didn't really give a shit about the game. They were sleepwalking, mm-hmm. and so I'm curious what they do in the playoffs because that's a whole other animal. You're not going to have a team. <clears throat> their quarterback gets COVID. Or has is a close contact? Are you telling me that they're going to say, "Nah, it's, you know, you have to play," and then we're going to see, you know, Trace McSorley out there in the playoffs going up against the Steelers team again? And it's like, what are we watching here? You know, this is supposed to be this is the playoffs. This isn't week twelve of the the NFL season. So, well, was it a couple of years ago? It was the Raiders versus maybe the Texans, and it was. It was Con- Matt McGloin. Was it Cook or? It was Connor Cook versus. Oh, who was it? Like Matt Schaub or something. No, I think I know. It was um. Was it McCarron? Was he on the Texans at that time? Yeah, it might have been AJ McCarron. Yeah, yeah, it was um. Yeah, that was like. Oh, I have to look that up because. I know it was Connor Cook started for the Raiders. It was Raiders versus Texans. Yeah, in the game, it was just like an awful game. Yeah, I think it was like 1913 or something. Exactly like the Steelers game. TJ Yates. Ah, uh, TJ Yates. You, you want to guess what year that was? This makes me feel like old. 2016 or 15? <laughs> 2011. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's almost 10 years ago, and I feel like... You know, <laughs> like, <five>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, if that's what we get, that's what we get. But the NFL, you know, better be aware that that people are going to be not happy about that, especially if you're a fan of that team, you know. But all right, um, this is an abbreviated show uh, because we are doing this on a Sunday. We had some issues trying to get this in um, this week, so we're gonna we're gonna jump right to. Uh, we're just going to do our, re- our recap of our records going into week 13 here. And then we're going to touch on fantasy and give you our picks and we're going to be out the door so we can get this up before game time and, uh, and go from there. So, uh, let's do a quick re why don't you have a, give us a recap of our records for uh, the season up to this point. All right. Uh, you went three and two last week and your record for the season is 36 and 24 killing it. And meanwhile, I went one and four. And my record is twenty-seven and thirty-three, heading into week thirteen. Okay, so some work to do. Uh, I'm happy with the three and two. Uh, makes it a lot, you know. I'll take a three and two after uh, you know two five and zero weeks in a row. I feel like I underperformed, but still winning record, so I'm good with it. Um, but yeah, we got 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Five weeks left. Let's make some money over this last five weeks and uh, end on a good note here. So um, let's jump into fantasy. We'll, um, we're not going to recap our fantasy from last week. We did put out our team on Twitter uh, for, for everybody to look at, and uh, we did not place. I think we missed it by point eight or something, if I remember correctly. Or Yeah, it was either that or the week prior. I don't, I don't – uh, I think going into – I think, you know, about – 10 minutes into these games, I kind of knew that it wasn't going to go well for us. So I wasn't really paying attention too much, but I, I mean, we've, you know, we've been, we've been pretty good so far. Um, doing a lot of single entries. I think that's, you know, we've talked about it. That's the way to go with single entries. Uh, so you don't have everybody spamming all these teams like in the millionaire maker. I mean, I don't know what the odds are, but it's gotta be, like you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning, <laughs> I, I think. You have a better chance of getting struck by lightning or, or being in a plane crash because um, it's all it's almost impossible. But uh, let's start let's start off with quarterback here. Uh, who do you like for your lock this week? I like uh, Kirk Cousins as my lock. Okay. Playing the Jaguars and the Jaguars have been bad the last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, Kirk Cousins actually played pretty well. I mean, if you look at his last five games, he has one interception, right? Yep. One interception and let's see. No, it's 12 touchdowns. So 12 touchdowns, yeah. one interception. Yeah, he's, he's playing well right now. And, and I, you know, a lot of it has to do with, uh, with Cook. Once they get him going in that play action, Kirk Cousins is uh he's a great play action quarterback. So um that's what the, that's what they're trying to do and they and they have, you know, you're talking about Detroit, Dallas, Carolina. I mean, they're not exactly, you know, great defenses and they barely squeaked by Carolina last week. So um but yeah, that's a good pick. I like that. What about your sleeper? My sleeper is just because why not? I'm going to go Sam Darnold. I like him this week. Sad to say, I kind of, I kind of have. He was, he was one of my, one of my sleepers as well. Uh, yeah, why do you like, like him? Five uh, K. I mean, 
the Raiders just got blown out by Atlanta without Leo Jones. And the Raiders, because of COVID, instead of staying on the East Coast, they had to fly back to the West Coast after getting blown out, only to fly back this week. Yep. Yeah. It's another 1 o'clock game. Yeah. They're missing uh, Josh Jacobs isn't playing this week, too. Yeah, Josh. Yep, Josh Jacobs is out. I mean, that changes things because uh, Raiders like to run that ball and kind of shorten the game. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Darnold has just been so bad this year. You look at his number. I mean, he's had one good game, um, and that that one one game of over. Uh, he has one game of twenty three point six back in week four. That was his highest output, and then outside of that, he has nothing more than twelve points. Yep. And if you remember and, correctly, the Jets actually blew out the Raiders last year, like thirty-four to seven. Yeah, and uh, and to be honest, I mean, we did we had a knockout pool going, a second you know a second chance knockout pool, and I'm still alive. Everybody's picking the Raiders. Raider, I mean, it's like twenty. It's got to be like twenty percent, which I, it might be the highest percentage. And I'm like, no, I feel like if the Jets are going to win a game, this is the game. You know, this is the game that they can win because they're at home. They got a team coming from the West Coast. And I mean, Donald's just been so bad. He's so he's been awful. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, if this is the game where he's going to go off, this is the game. So why not? 5K is, a, you know, that's like a defense. <laughs> um, all right. My lock this week is going to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in Ryan Tannehill. It seems like a lot of the the expensive guys this week that nobody has like a great matchup. So uh, you know I'm not I'm not inclined to spend you know seventy six hundred on Kyler Murray against the Rams. You know um, I'd I'd much rather spend fifteen fourteen hundred less for Ryan Tannehill against a Cleveland defense that is just you know I don't care what anybody says they've been helped out a lot by the weather. And that's why, you know, they were like, oh, they've only allowed 13 points per game since week eight. And it's like, yeah, but they've been playing in monsoons and, uh, you know, cats and dogs are flying all over the place. I like Tannehill, 6,200. He's averaging 20. He he has a threat on the ground. I think he's going to have a great game this week. And my sleeper pick is, uh, you know, who's playing this week? Oh, he's actually not starting. I was looking at Gardner Minshew, but Glennon is the starter. Yeah, um, starting another week. Yeah, so uh, you know, just to you know, Darnold. Darnold was my top sleeper pick, but to throw another one out there, uh, you know, Trubisky against this Lions defense. I mean, he did have three passing touchdowns against Green Bay, and he can run, he can move, um, so he's a threat there. He had. Um, he had 11 rushing yards, nothing crazy, but he can, he can run. So I like the dual threat there, and Detroit's defense is just, uh, you know, towards the bottom of the league. So lock in Tannehill for me and sleeper of uh, Trubisky, but I do like that Darnold pick very much. Okay, uh, for running back, I'm going to lock in Nick Chubb against Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Tennessee defense has been historically bad, especially on third down, so... The two-headed monster of Chubb and uh, 
Hunt has just been killing it lately for Cleveland. That's their whole offense, basically. Yeah, I mean, Mayfield is not not good. And, you know, I'm just I'm impressed by what Chubb does on like he doesn't really get the workload. Uh, he doesn't get the workload of a Derrick Henry because they have Kareem Hunt back there. He does a lot with the with the touches that he gets. Three straight games over 100 yards, and he's had 20 carries once. And then uh, my sleeper, I'm going to go with a uh, little pricey for a sleeper, but Latavius Murray. Yeah. I like him with this new Taysom Hill offense just because he's such a big back and Taysom Hill's a big guy and just fucks everything up in the run game. Yeah. Like last I, week he had... 124 yards, two touchdowns in the week before, 12 carries, 49 yards. Yeah, they've like completely changed things because he outtouched Kamara. He double, uh, he had twice as many touches as Kamara did last week. Yeah, Kamara like doesn't fit in with this new Taysom Hill type offense. No, and that's why you've seen, uh, you know, I'm looking at, I was scrolling down, I'm like, Wait, Kamara's only seven thousand. Like, if you guys Kamara at seven thousand any other time, I'd be like, you need to have him in a hundred percent of your lineups. But uh, there's a reason why. I mean, the last two weeks, he's thirteen carries two weeks ago and eleven carries last week, and only one catch over that time because they're not throwing the ball. That's it's a completely different offense. So uh, until Taysom Hill is out, I don't even think you touch Kamara to be honest. Uh, you wait until Breeze or if they you – know, I don't see Winston getting a chance at this point because Taysom Hill's won two games in a row. But, um, yeah, Kamara, not uh, not not good for uh, people that took him in fantasy, losing Breeze. Um, what about your – did you have – you threw – oh, that was your sleeper, yeah. I'm okay. sleeper. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I'm going to lock in uh, – so expensive, 9,500 for Dalvin Cook. Um, but this is a game where he could easily get like, you know, 25 to 30 carries, 160 yards, three touchdowns, uh, similar to what he had against uh, Green Bay. He had back to back weeks against Green Bay and Detroit where he just went off. Uh, this is kind of like what I see happening in this game. So even though he's 9,500, uh, if you have to choose between those top two guys, because you have Dalvin Cook at 95 and Derrick Henry at 92, both with good matchups, this week, great matchups this week, um, I'm going to go with Cook for 300 more just because I think he's going to. I don't know. He just it, this is the this is the makings of a of a murder for him. And then you have uh, Madison's out this week too. Yes, yeah, that has something to do with it too. I do see that. Um, so Dalvin cook is like, he's the guy. So, uh, as far as sleepers go, um, I just want to double check, make sure I'm not missing something here. Um, I know you've been on Heinz the last, uh, the last couple weeks and I kind of like him again at 5,300. Uh, you know, he had 10 carries and he had eight catches last week. And I know the Colts were behind, so he so he played uh, you know a lot in that you know third down back role. But he was playing you know he was out there every down because they were throwing the ball all the time. Um, you know I, I like it does seem like he alternates good and bad games, so that <laughs> kind of scares me because he had seventeen and a half last week, and uh, 
so he might be in the single digits. But uh, with Houston's defense, uh, not very good. I, I like uh, I like Connors. Thirty first against running backs for um, that Houston defense. So I think you could pick any person, any running back on the uh, Colts for a sleeper, including Wilkins at forty two hundred. I think he might vulture a touchdown. Um, so let's move to wide receiver. Who do you like? Uh, I'm going to go with my stack here with and pick uh, Adam Thielen, who's just activated off the COVID list. Nice. That scare me a little bit because people have not come back that great from COVID, but I don't know if he had it, to be honest with you, because he only missed the one game. So you like him over uh, Jefferson? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, Thielen has 11 touchdowns this season, which is insane. Yeah. He's got four in the last two games. I mean, he's the he's the red zone guy, you know? Yeah, some of the routes, if you watch, like, some of the route highlights, it's insane how nasty his routes are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, give me Thielen. I like that uh, red zone matchup. And then uh, my sleeper, I might go with... Uh, Sterling Shepard, even with Colt McCoy starting this week. Okay. I mean, McCoy was clearly looking at Shepard uh, when he came in in relief. So now he's had a week to practice with him. I think he's going to lean on Shepard to move the ball against that shitty Seattle secondary. Uh, they're they're going to have to throw. Like, I know, you know, the Giants cost me last week because I had him. I needed him to hit for a parlay, and they didn't. And oh, that, uh, that shaky uh, phantom PI call. Yeah, it's just some weird stuff. And you know, they give up that that late garbage time touchdown, which you're always worried about for a backdoor cover. But you could tell that they didn't want Colt McCoy throwing the ball. I mean, it, I don't think there were any routes. You know, Sterling Shepard, he's a guy that you you know he's going to do those really short routes. And you can see from his, if you look at his stats, what is he, 50, he's 5,300 this week. Um, he, he hasn't broken 100 he, yards yet this season. No, and only in one game did he average over 10 yards per catch, and that was week two. Every other week, he's had six for, uh, six for 59, eight for 74, six for 39. Seven for sixty-four was last week. He he's a short. He's basically a pure short route runner, and you know four or five yards a pop, get an extra two, and then you're done. Like that's pretty much it. Um, but he's gonna Colt McCoy's gonna have to throw if they want to try at least have a chance to win this game, which I don't think they have a chance. Nope. Uh, so for me, um, you know I'm gonna go with the stack as well. I think, where is he? AJ Brown. He's 7,600, so he's a little pricey for a guy who I think is kind of like all or nothing. But, you know, if you're going to go to that tournament, you know, you're going into those tournaments, you have to get a little crazy. And uh, I don't think it's too crazy, but stacking AJ Brown with um, with Ryan Tannehill. Because there's always that opportunity. What did he do last week? He took that that short route and uh, took it, it was 68 yards or something like that to the house. So he's always capable of that. So I lock in him at 7,600 and then my sleeper pick going down a little bit here, 5,400 DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. All right. He doesn't have an injury designation uh, against this Minnesota defense who has been playing better. I'll give him that. 
but I do like um, DJ Chark this week to, uh, you know, with Mike Glennon. I think that they're just, you know, at this point, it doesn't really matter what they do. So I could see Chark having a pretty good game and a 5,400. That's, that's cheap for him. I think he's, a, he's, he's worth more than that. So let's All get right. to tight end, which we both love very much. Yeah, we're the best tight ends ever. <laughs> tight end picks. Some cheap, to- some cheap ones this week. So I'm gonna go with uh, T.J. Hawkinson at 5K. He's actually the third ranked fantasy tight end this season. Which is surprising. Surprising. I have him in. I have him in season long fantasy, and like I feel like he never scores more than 10 points. Yeah, but at the tight end position, that's amazing this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just having a solid 10 points. Unless you're Travis Kelsey, then yeah, so well, it's different. And then uh, my sleeper, I'm going to go with uh, Mike Gusecki. Uh Clearly with Tannehill back, he's a viable option now in fantasy. Yep. Last week, two catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. But targeted five times. The week before, targeted five times. So he's getting some targets now that uh, Tannehill has come in. Yeah. Um, I think we've, we've seen that. I think he... Uh... You know, he had a touchdown last week. His targets are his targets are up and more consistent. So I think you you can rely on him to, to at least give you something at uh, forty two hundred. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do something a little crazy here. First off, I'm gonna lock in. Um. I think I, I have even though you know sixty one hundred against this Jets team. I don't know. I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put Darren Waller in there. I'm I'm trying to try not to get too cute with it. He has the best matchup this week. I'm just going to roll with it. 6100. Um for my sleeper, this guy burst onto the scene a few a few weeks ago and he's probably going to be very high owned. But uh Anthony Ferkshire from the Titans. I'm going with the triple stack. Mm-hmm. Going with Tannehill cuz I got to save money. I got Dalvin Cook in there. I got um, you know, AJ Brown. So I'm going to throw Ferkshire in there. 2,500. The last time, um, uh, you know, he had that week six, you know, eight catches, 113 yards and a touchdown. The main reason why I'm taking him is because John o. Smith is ruled out for this game. So he will be the top tight end. Uh, and Tannehill does like his tight ends. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Ferkshire at 2,500, save some bucks. I know he's going to be very high owned, but I'll, I'll roll with it. Let's finish up with some defense here. Okay. Uh, defense, I'm going to lock in. I mean, I don't know how you can't lock in this Dolphins defense. They don't. Yeah. Like, they don't do much. They just score touchdowns. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> 11 interceptions. Seven fumble recoveries and twenty-five sacks, but three touchdowns. Twenty-five sacks isn't even like. No, it's nothing that crazy. No, but you know they've been playing. You know, you look at the teams that they've played. I mean, last two weeks, Denver and the Jets, and like you said, they're not like. You know, they're nothing flashy, but against the Cincinnati team with Brandon Allen, I mean, the. I think the Dolphins. I would say the Dolphins and the Giants defense are pretty comparable. I think the, the how they're set up, you know, like a sh- they both have a pretty good secondary. Uh, 
their D line is, is solid, but they don't get after the quarterback as much as you'd like. I think there are a lot of similarities. Uh, so I could see it, you know, having similar success to the Giants, and the Giants defense played well against this, you know, whatever <laughs> offense you want to call it. All right. Yeah, and then uh, my sleeper, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Now, this might shock some people, but at 2,400, I don't know what Bill Belichick does to these rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks, <laughs> but it's insane. Against, uh, what was it? He just destroyed uh, Kyler Murray last week. Held him to 17 points. It's it's just bad. I mean, Lamar Jackson, 17 points. There's some weird ones in there, though. I mean, you yeah, 27 up. points to the Jets. When the, the Jets scored 27 points that game, and that was probably half their output for the whole season. You know? So, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's, oh, it's definitely an interesting pick. 2,400, I think. You're, you're just banking on Bill Belichick, right? I mean, yeah, come, coming up with something. Banking on Gilmore shutting down Keenan Allen and Belichick just confusing. Yeah. Which, I mean, Herbert's looked great so far. So, you know, we'll see. That's going to that's gonna be an interesting, uh, interesting thing to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you're locking the Dolphins 4,400. I think that's kind of the, the go-to here. Um, you know, I'm a little interested in this, uh, Seattle defense. I know that they're, they have been playing better recently. Uh, and again, maybe it's a little comp. I mean, 17 points to the Eagles and the Eagles can't get out of their own way, but, uh, I mean, I'm just going because you know going against Colt McCoy. I don't think the I don't think the the that Jason Garrett is going to kind of let him loose the way that I would like. I think it's going to be a lot of short throws. Um, so I'm I'm interested in Seattle at 3,300, and then uh, sleeper. I mean, is it too crazy to say? Let's go with the Jets. I mean. Against this Vegas team, the the Falcons just what did they score? Uh, did they score two defensive touchdowns? Yeah, they were, the Raiders were fumbling it left and right. It was insane. Yeah, they had I think five turnovers in that game. I'm trying to find the Falcons here. Let's see. So they had in that game they had one interception, four fumble recoveries, five sacks, and a defensive touchdown. So that's like. You know, if you had the Falcons on your fantasy team, they might have been your highest scoring player that last week. So, I mean, everything points to, you know, the Jets defense hasn't been playing bad either. I mean, against the Chargers, they get eight points on defense. Against Miami, they get nine points. For You'll take that for defense, right? Well, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, they're playing okay. And against this Vegas team coming all the way across the country for a 1 o'clock game that they just did last week and just were awful, 2,100. I mean, if you get anything out of this, if you get five, six points, you're happy with this 2,100. So, uh, hey, throw the Jets in there and see what happens. But those are our fantasy picks for week 13. Uh, we, again, we'll, um, you know, we're going to put out a team. So check that out on Twitter and, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, but let's get to our against the spread picks for week 13 to finish up here. And then we'll get out of here so we can get this up in a timely manner before uh, before the game starts. So.
Um, why don't you go first? All right, uh, we'll start off with our head-to-head. And we're going to take the uh, Cleveland versus Titans game. And I'm going to take uh, Cleveland with the points at plus four and a half. I just think these teams are pretty similar. Yeah. Titans might be a little bit better, but I'm going to take the dog and the points. And I think it's going to be a quick game. Just the running backs are going to be the stars of this game. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily like this number. Uh, it doesn't make me feel too great, but uh, I will say the money looks like it's in your direction right now. As, uh, you know, neg- minus four and a half for the Titans is at minus 104. So you're almost getting even money for taking the Titans. Um, I mean, the only thing that I, I'll i say about this game is that if it gets into a shootout, I, you know, I don't trust Baker Mayfield to make any plays that in a game that matters at any time. And uh, that's that's really my only analysis on it. I agree. I think it's going to be back and forth. There's going to be points. You know, the over 53, I mean, that's that's in play for me. I'll take that. Uh, but the, yeah, it's the Mayfield. I, I'm not a, I'm not uh, buying into Mayfield, that's all. Yeah, I just like how uh, Cleveland gets back Miles Garrett this week, so that's going to be huge for that defense. Yep, that's true, too. Yep. All right, um, my next pick. So we talked about this game a couple times. I like the Jets with the points this week. At plus okay. I, I had the Jets last week at plus the same number, seven and a half. And, you know, if you were to tell me that they held the team to 20 points, they held the, who they played, the Dolphins, to 20 points, I'd be like, all right, there's a good chance that you cover. They could score 13, but no. <laughs> I don't know. It's Raiders team. I don't see them getting up for this game if, they couldn't even get up for the Falcons. Yeah, it was just all. It doesn't not not looking good for the Raiders right now. All right, um, my next game, I'm going to take the Colts at minus three. Do you know the Colts have the best ranked defense according to DVOA? I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, I did see that. I mean, their secondary That's... is what a, a cast off from Minnesota. Who yeah, I it? think I think they would. Uh, I forgot. Is it Rhodes? Is it Rhodes? He couldn't even start for Minnesota. They benched him last year. That's how bad he was. He that guy fell off the planet. Like a few years ago, he was very good. He had a great year, Pro Bowl. I think he made the Pro Bowl last year, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and you know, it tells you what they thought of him because he's not on the team anymore. But. Yeah, um, so I'm just going to – the Texans don't do anything well. <laughs> They're just such a bad team. There's no future there. What do you think of what the Colts are doing with, uh, you know, bringing Brissett in? And what yeah, do you well, think about that? That's the old Jared Lorenz play. All right, <laughs> Jared Lorenz. But uh, the hefty lefty yeah. used to do that for Eli all the time. It was, oh, he's coming in. He's QP sneaking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you get that big body in there and that biggest quarterback that we've ever seen probably, right? I mean, was he like 320? He was... He was the hefty lefty, babe. <laughs> uh, it just gives him another dimension in the red zone because they like to run that uh, read option with him. Anything to not 
let Philip Rivers throw a pick in the red zone. That's all. Yeah, honestly, if anything, that I like that more because it gets Philip Rivers off the field. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that's that's a good point. I mean, he's not going to be on there to force throws in the red zone and make mistakes. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think you're spot on with the Colts here. I think you know, and Will Fuller's out too. I mean. You know, Deshaun Watson's going to have to pull some magic to uh, to to cover this or or potentially win this game. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, my next pick, I'm going to take the L.A. Rams at minus two and a half against the Cardinals. I just haven't liked the way the Cardinals have been playing these last couple of weeks. Yeah, they're not making me feel good about my preseason pick anymore. I was feeling good a few weeks ago, not so much now. They've lost two straight. Uh, who they they lost uh, Seattle and uh, the Patriots last week, which yeah. they were gifted. That are you kidding me with that? You I know you saw that. Yes, that was bad. That was awful for those of you who didn't watch the game. Cam Newton was inbounds. He got leveled. He was a runner. He was running towards trying to get the first down. He was still inbounds. Both of his feet were on the field, and he got leveled out of bounds, and they threw a flag. Clean hit, no head-to-head, no leading with the helmet. He just It was a great hit. They throw a flag, give him 15 yards, and there you go, Patriots. Get, here's a win for you. Yep, um, but uh, the problem is they shouldn't have missed the field goal, so that should have just sent it to overtime. Because that yeah. was a chip shot they missed from Zane Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess, I mean, you can't, you, you can't point to one thing and say, you know, that, that won him the game or lost him the game, but that was just such an awful call. Oh, it's yeah. hard to look, it's hard to look past. Uh, to be honest, I forgot that they missed that field goal because I was, you know, <laughs> so focused on the, on the bad call, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing that scares you with the Rams is there's two different Jared Goffs. There's Jared Goff, the decent quarterback with time and no pressure. And the Jared Goff under pressure, who might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. He's so he's he's very Jekyll and Hyde. The Cardinals really don't blitz. They don't get a lot of pressure with their front four without uh Chandler Jones. So I'm gonna take the Rams and the minus two and a half. Okay. And then uh my final pick. Is there a bigger head coaching dis- uh <sighs> Between, I, I already know where you're going. And Anthony Lynn. <laughs> Bill Belichick versus Anthony Lynn. I mean. Yeah, I, I don't think so. So I'm going to take the uh, Patriots plus one and a half against the Chargers. I don't know how Anthony Lynn fucked up those last three plays in that Chargers game last week. They hit the Hail Mary. Great. They get tackled at the two. Okay, they, they have to go run up there and spike it because there's no timeouts left. So what play does he call? A running play. <laughs> yeah, he. I, I think it's pretty well known that he's like a terrible game manager. Yeah. And he, he can't manage the clock. It's just he's, he's just not good at it, which that's like the main job of a head coach, in my opinion. Like you have all these assistants and coaches to coach – your job is to manage the game and make sure that those mistakes don't happen. But yes, I mean, there could not be a bigger coaching disparity. So I'm going to take uh, the pass there. 
basically, um, just Bill Belichick is such a better coach. Than <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the Patriots will find a way to win this game. Uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised that they're an underdog against a team that, what, what are they, 4-8? and eight? I mean, Patriots are 5-6. and six. They haven't looked great, but, I, I mean... The Patriots think th- win this game. They have a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, and I think I think they will. I think they will. Um, so I'm a little surprised that they're an underdog here. I I think, it, you know, if anything, it should be a pick 'em because the Chargers are. I mean, like you said, uh, just look at. You don't have to look farther than the coach. You know, they'll find a way to screw it up. So, uh, those are your five picks, right? Good yep. to go. All right. So, uh, we talked about the Browns Titans. I'm on the Titans minus four and a half. Um, I'm on the Dolphins minus ten mainly because of their defense. I don't think that they're going to put up a bunch of points. Fitzpatrick, you know, and the, the over-under in this game is pretty low, too. So Fitzpatrick likes to take chances. They don't always pay off. But minus 10, you know, the the, the Giants should have won by 10. And uh, I think that the Dolphins are probably a better team than the Giants. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind this 10-point, especially at home, the Dolphins at home. Um, I don't think the Bengals are really, uh, you know, they don't really care about football at this point. Um, Brandon Allen, he made, he, he looked awful until that last drive where they made him look great. So, uh, Dolphins minus 10. Uh, I'm on the Saints minus three. They're going into Atlanta. And uh, I, I think that this is a little bit, if this, if the Falcons didn't blow out the, the Raiders, I think that this would be closer to a touchdown. Uh, but because of what happened last week, I think this is a little bit of a of an overreaction. I think the Saints are just the better team. Their defense is is playing very well. And I just look at this as a game where, like, Matt Ryan, he throws for 300 yards, but he doesn't have any touchdowns, and he has, like, two picks. Like, that's what I see in this game. So um, I'm on the Saints minus three. Moving right along here. I'm also on the Bears minus three. The Bears have just been playing awful football lately. And you want to talk about like coaches. I think Matt Nagy is showing that he's really not a very good coach. Um, they've had a very good defense there. And he came in as an offensive guy. And they just can't figure it out offensively. They don't have a running back that's any good. Montgomery is okay. But he's not that lead guy that you want. Um you know, I said I started, but I said I'm on the Bears minus three. But all I'm doing is talking about how the Bears are so bad. <laughs> but uh, the Lions are worse, so uh, they just fired Patricia. Yeah, that actually worries me a little bit. Maybe they show up for this new uh, interim coach here. You know, I think uh, what was it? Teams after firing are two and zero. I know Houston won. Yeah. And uh, who was the other guy fired? Was it uh, Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. Raheem is it Raheem Moore? I think it is. Um, I think I don't know if that's his first name, but the head coach down there. Yep. Yeah, he uh, he's actually kind of looked pretty good. Um, and they're talking about you know, hey, maybe he's the maybe he's the head, the permanent head coach after the season. But uh, the Lions, I think Galladay is still out. Um, is DeAndre Swift out? Yes, Elms. Yeah, so, you know, Stafford's not the kind of guy who's going to, you know, if he just has Marvin Jones, he's not going to, you know, make other guys better. So I'm not really concerned with uh, 
with the with the Bears getting that three points and covering that game. Um, and then my last one here, it's a big spread. And as far as I know, the Broncos do have a quarterback this week. But going into uh, Kansas City and playing the Chiefs, who, I mean, that ha- that had to have been the greatest performance in a quarter by any wi- by any wide receiver ever, right? I mean, yeah. What do you have? Two hundred and seven yards. Oh, it was insane! What? Like he put up forty, he put up forty something pa- fantasy points in one quarter. So I mean, that's just like. The Chiefs can do whatever they want, and I, honestly, two t- minus thirteen and a half, I'm perfectly fine with that against this Broncos team. I know it's a divisional game, but I don't really care. The Chiefs are on a roll right now, and uh, Tyree Kill looks like I don't know if you saw the comments. I think I asked you about this about when they drafted Patrick Mahomes, and you know Tyree Kill was like, you know, this guy's trash. Why did we draft him? He <laughs> said that. He said that back in 2017 when they drafted Mahomes. He was like, this guy's trash. Why did we draft this guy? And my first thought was to look at Tyreek Hill's stats from that season and see, like, all right, what did kind of player were you? Did they play each other against each other? Um, I don't think so. I don't even know where Tyreek Hill played college football. I know Let's he had an That's why he wasn't a first-round pick. Yeah. Um, so, he, no, they definitely didn't play. He played at West Alabama. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that <laughs> West Alabama did not play uh, Texas Tech. Yes, Texas Tech. I'm going to go out on a limb and say. Um, but, yeah, I was just surprised. And I look at the stats, and Tyreek Hill had like 500-something receiving yards the year that they drafted him. And I'm like, eh, you're not really in a place to like call somebody else trash. You know? So... But whatever, it is what it is. I'm surprised that that came out. Uh, I don't think Patrick Mahomes really cares. He's getting paid $50 million a year. You could say whatever. If you're paying me $50 million a year, you could say whatever you want about me. I don't really care. Um, but uh, let's do a recap real quick. You want to recap for us? Yep. Uh, Max, you're on the Dolphins minus 10.5. Or head-to-head is Tennessee versus Cleveland. You're on Tennessee minus 4.5. The Saints minus 3. The Bears minus 3. KC minus 13 and a half. I'm on Jets plus eight. Cleveland plus four and a half. The Colts minus three. The Rams minus two and a half. And the Pats plus one and a half. Okay. So just to uh, to update that, when I clicked on the, uh, the Dolphin spread about 45 minutes ago, it was minus 10. Now it is up to minus 10 and a half. So, um, yeah. Well, it's... Yeah. Monday, so there's a lot of money moving around. Yep, yeah, it's uh, it's jumped up a half point. So, you know, I'm still I'm still good with it. I think uh, it's still in play, obviously, but um, you'd like to get that ten, that even number, so you know you can at least push. Uh, but yeah, all right. So those are our picks for week thirteen. Um, you know, enjoy the the double Monday. You know, the double feature Monday night. Enjoy the Tuesday night game. We're going to be, uh, you know, jam-packed with football for the next three days. So, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully the uh, the schedule continues to uh, to work for the NFL. We'll see. Uh, and like like I said, I don't want to see these, you know, I don't want to see Kendall Hinton running around at quarterback anymore. Looking like, you know, he, uh, you know, he's 
was just, I felt bad for the guy, to be honest. I mean, he's running around, you know, not, not with no clue what he's doing. So uh, nobody wants to see that anymore, NFL. Please, you know, just keep that in mind going forward. But, um, yeah, that's our, that's our show. We will see you for week 14. Uh, we've got some stuff in the works. You might uh, see something sooner than that. So, you know, we'll uh, we'll let you know what's going on. We'll send out some stuff on social media and let you know what we're doing. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Check us out on Twitter, at Square the Sharp, Instagram, Squaring Up the Sharp. And what am I missing? Uh, email us at uh, squaringuptthesharp at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, YouTube, Squaring Up the Sharp. Um, and like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep, iTunes, Podbean. Uh, I think iTunes is the way to go for for mostly, you know, I'd say 99% of everybody. So uh, check us out on there and uh, let us know what you think. So we'll see you for week 14. Thanks for uh, listening in and uh, sign us off, Austin. Here's to squaring up the sharp.